All right, good to get these guys on. I went on their podcast to give them a little non-biased Chicago sports uh, interaction and uh, insight. So now you get to come on my podcast and talk only Chicago sports. Uh, these are the guys. It's the Dink and Dunk podcast through highbrow, lowbrow. Caleb Takis, John Douglas, Jim Augustine. Guys, good to get you on. Happy to be here. It's yeah, great to thanks be here. for thanks for having us. There will be plenty of bias. Yes, of course. Into here. It's an so honor. we'll plan. Let's talk some bears. We'll talk some bulls, some hawks, you know. Um, but first, promote your stuff. So you guys have how did you get uh, started the podcast and then what you guys have been doing through highbrow, lowbrow? Yeah. Um, I mean, so so John and I, I mean, we're we're stereotypical Chicago guys. I mean, we pretty much our podcast consists of what we probably do on a daily basis, anyways. Uh, right. which is talk about Chicago sports, drink a couple beers. And my friend Caleb over here was like, you guys are okay at this. How about, how about we get together and just talk about sports, come up with some segments and it became a thing. And I don't know, we've, we've had a blast doing it. The rest is history. Yeah. Record super deal. fun. These guys are fun. I like them. It sounds uh, like you really mean it. Thanks, man. I no, appreciate your support. That's the most thing yeah. I said all day. Come on, honestly. Uh, so but also the podcast there and then highbrow, lowbrow is kind of like the umbrella for things, right? Kevin? Right. So we're the parent company. So we bought them out. Uh, so if we're selling soon. If you want to buy stock in them. Yeah. Thinking yeah. dunks going up. Yep. I'm in the um, same boat. Yep. Yeah. For days, for days. But yeah, highbrow, lowbrow, highbrow-lowbrow.com. We got uh, comedy skits. We have satirical articles, podcasts like this. Uh, we got it all. So check us out. Once again, highbrow-lowbrow.com. And then also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Highbrow Lowbrow. Sponsored by Arby's. Yes. Okay. Love it. So let's get into it. My first question with the Bears. Thoughts on the season? I mean, and if I told you, you guys learned on your podcast that I was a Falcons fan. What if I told you at the beginning of the year, the Falcons were going to be better than the Chicago Bears? Are they, though? By two wins. But we're talking wins, but you know, on. A little bragging who feels rights, better as a franchise? Like you know, I don't know. Look, um, uh, and to top it off, you know, the Falcons have a better record with their top receiver just not playing. Yeah, uh, and a so, minus one hundred point differential. Uh, like how? It's you know what you know what it's similar to. It's like so anyone that plays fantasy football, it's like you have that one guy in your league that is in second or third place and has the easiest has had the easiest schedule, right? He has, he hasn't scored many points, but yet somehow he's sitting there in third place and you're like, this guy sucks. Do you think Matt Ryan truly wants to be there though? Like, Dude, is I he, don't, you guys mentioned like, it. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, like when they're like down 20 to Tampa Bay, he's like, I couldn't like, and who's he throwing or, to or San Francisco use a quarterback. Like, Dude, I've, over there. I've seen he's being floated out to Pennsylvania natives. So people are thinking, hey, now that Gardner Minshew is taking snaps with Jalen Hurts, who's the future there? Big Ben is a walking corpse nowadays. Um, the NFL is it, it, now with COVID coming back too. It's like, who the hell is going to win? It, it's almost like Tennessee last year uh, when they got COVID early and then they got rid of it. So they ended up having a pretty deep playoff run towards the end. Yeah, it's like uh, same thing with Clemson. You know, last year they purposely gave their whole team COVID, right. and Trevor, you know this is up for Trevor, speculation. Yeah. Of course, this is just, no, uh, <laughs> and you know they ended up being a pretty strong team heading into the playoff. Um, but one thing I will add is that I'm actually, as much as I love the Bears, I am salty. Um, I, Dylan, I'm not sure if you are aware, but in our podcast, I made a bet with John. The first five games of the season, I thought the Bears were going to go two and three. He said they were going to go three and two. Well, they went. 
they went three and two. I had to take three shots of Malort. Ooh. And as I mentioned uh, on another podcast, after after I lost my bet, the Bears have been have gone, I think, one in seven since. Mm-hmm. Seven, yeah. So I got a bone yeah. to pick with them. Look, I, I knew they were going to be bad. I just didn't think we'd be this bad. You know, it's um, it's good to just see Matt and Nagy squirm a little bit. And uh, I, I hopefully mean, we bring in somebody that's, I don't know. I don't know exactly who we want, but make it's squirm. just anybody else. Dylan, outside of Chicago, what is the Matt Nagy news? Because, I mean, it's all we hear here. I mean, you guys are a laughing stock, you know, outside. It's kind of like what happened during Thanksgiving? There's reports you're going to fire him. A Chicago Bears head coach has never been fired midseason. And then you that was the one win, remember, on Thanksgiving yeah, against the yeah. Lions. That was a big um, win. You know, it's a tough big one. Win, big right. Win. Yes. Yeah. Down to the wire. But I will say for optimism, looking ahead, you know, look at the division. You got Jared Goff. You've got, you know, is A-Rod going to switch teams? And then you got Kirk Cousins. Jordan Love, baby. Yeah, yeah, Jordan would love to, but at least you got a guy who is going through the rookie struggles right now with a terrible offensive line. You can't even do anything with that. Get some help there. Maybe Fields has a bounce back sophomore year. Division could be flipped for the next decade. I mean, honestly, call I us. Love it. Call us the. Uh, Wait, who's got the Chicago podcast? Us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're giving hope. But yeah. we're, we're we're no Thank different you. than the Chicago White Sox <laughs> at that point. You know, we have one. Of, we have probably the worst division in the NFL, and we're just going to capitalize. Right, right. But um, he's not if Kirk Cousins has anything to say about it, you know. True. He'll still be tossing 250 yards at a time. Yeah. Is Nagy gone? I want a round table answer. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. He has yeah. to be. The no. city will if riot. If not, I will start the a Kickstarter fund to assassinate him. So yeah, yeah. if you, uh, that's well, <laughs> like that not, not in real life, but like that's mentally, good. you know. Well, yeah. what year in high school is his son? Because if he still has another football season <laughs> next year, then there's no way they can let him continue to have a job or else it's just detrimental to his son. So who's the guy on your radar? Who do you guys want? And what's awkward is if you do end up, because I figure some NFL teams are going to end up canning coaches and looking for the next guys. What if you guys are, yeah, Hey, we're not going to do Matt wrong. You know, bears culture. We'll give him the rest of the season. Then you miss out on all the hot candidates. Personally, man, I love those. I mean, this was early on. I haven't heard many lately, but those reports about Sean Payton, super completely, I don't think factual, but just the hypothetical of him giving up on the Saints, coming to the Bears. I would love that. But yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Give me me Josh McDaniels. Okay. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Or Justin Fields just uh, throw it three times in the Windy City. Exactly. Um, I like, I'm just like a, I'm a big fan of just getting the latest quarterback whisper and hoping it, it works out. So <laughs> exactly. you want, yes. Exactly. Um, Byron? Or you want the, you want the cute Dallas guy. The key. Yeah, give me the cutest. Oh, is that Kellen got. Moore? Yeah. The guy. Yeah, that maybe Kellen Moore. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. right away. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's, um, who, who do you just take whoever had the best offense that year? Give me, what about, what about Byron <laughs> Leftwich? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, go get Ryan Day and make a push, reunite right. him with this guy. That has been a rumor. Trouble, though, is I hate when young quarterbacks just look what Trevor Lawrence is going through. He's going through Urban Dude. Meyer kicking his kicker and just being a asshole. <laughs> Who could have saw yeah. that coming? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's like, you know, good Lord. He's looking around. He's like, damn, I'm in Jacksonville. I've lost like two games in my career before I came here. And now is there a coaching change there? Is there a coaching change in Chicago? And it's like, is Justin going to have to learn a whole new offense I'll and tell, start over from scratch? I'll tell you why Matt Nagy will get fired now that you mentioned it, because there's certainly going to become reports that Cody Parkey got kicked 
by Matt Nagy after the yeah, 2000 no, NFC Championship game. Four, Once those like, rumors yeah, start yeah. swirling, yeah. then it's over. Before you went on the over. Today Show, he got that all happened to yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's tough. So you guys are looking forward to next year, but you get to celebrate, especially in my face, because I was wrong on your Chicago Bulls. T- again, I don't know what's going to happen with COVID. They're going through it now, postponed games this week. But I think that it's good they're getting it out of the way now because if it comes playoffs, there's a team that showed their promise beating good teams at the beginning of the year and who knows, could make a playoff run. Yeah, and uh, good. We uh, we were just talking about it just now. There's some rumors that they're looking to trade for Sabonis because the, the mm-hmm. Pacers are kind of interested in blowing it all up. And if you get him, like – they got the best starting five in the league, probably. I mean, getting him is just a huge Sabonis. So, yeah. I don't have the wow. as great audio effects as you guys. Again, the, this is a dinky cup <laughs> yeah. uh, podcast, the highbrow, lowbrow. Um, but, yeah, Sabonis would be nice, especially because Booch is like a standing scarecrow. Um, yeah, I mean, he's Thank fine you. with I points. Agree. But when you look into the analytics, he's, you know, uh, player efficiency rating 15 awful and then he is dead last as a big man 40 percent from the floor the next guy ahead of him four percent higher i mean it's so, like wow. what yeah wow. and I, i'm with you dylan and this is the this he is had the, covid give him a break the, this is the conversation we get into is like so bonus is really good but he's on the pacers who it's it was a similar say similar situation that vooch had right mm-hmm. so you bring this guy over and how, how is he going to perform? So it's the Michael Carter Williams dilemma. I will say that I, what would be detrimental to me is if the bulls have to get rid of like Patrick Williams along with some other pieces to get him. Right. I don't, I don't think I'd like that. He would be an upgrade because Sabonis is that threat. Like Jokovic, not at Nikola's level, but can pass, can find mm-hmm. open shots. Uh, isn't just in the paint. Um, yeah, I would like to see the Bulls make a move. You know, I don't know what's going to happen if the, who's going to be in the Lillard game is Simmons on the move. Like the way Lonzo's shooting from deep, like, could you imagine if Simmons just caved in the defense and still allowed Lonzo to like do his thing on the wing? Um, that'd be interesting. Ben Simmons, yeah, makes you feel some kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, I don't know if I want Ben Simmons though, you know? Yeah, or he could shell up. Yeah, again, who knows? Yeah. That market's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think we could have predicted just like how good Zach Levine like really is. Like he is like yeah. a top ten NBA player now. I'd say I'd argue even. Yeah, I, I mean him and Demar have been all one. NBA level. Um, yeah, it's and- crazy what happens when you bring another player at that level onto your team. Granted, Lonzo's a close three, so how much pressure right. is taken off? Yeah, you would definitely. you know. I want to know who who scares you guys because the East is kind of loaded this year. Like you got the Celtics and the Hawks who have been there, made playoff runs, hanging around in the play-in level, but still a lot of season left. I mean, it's 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 the Bucks, really. I mean, the Nets. I I don't know I don't, if unless Kyrie comes back, you know, I don't think they're they're an elite elite team, right? Um, but it's it's pretty much just the Bucks, and and if when when you saw it last year when those three, when that big three per se is playing well, like and Giannis is, you know, doing Giannis things, putting up 30 and, and 10 and eight, like, you know, that's, that's really tough to beat. Cause he's a, he's a Martian. Like he's, there's nothing like him. <laughs> right. 
It, it's interesting because you went from idolizing Jordan, right, to almost idolizing. Like, I feel like talking to some of my Bull fr- Bulls friends from home, it's like, this is more of a team. You know, you're rooting for yeah. the team, which is interesting kind of a concept this year. So part, yeah, and I think, I mean, so there's there's twofold. So you you have the Nets and you have a team that can score on demand and you get to the playoffs and it's Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And he is the best player in my mind in the NBA right now. So in the playoffs, if it's a close game, you're you're in trouble. Kevin's getting the ball. And then you have the Bucks, who in my mind are a better rebounding team and a bigger team on that front. So if the Bulls are playing the Bucks, we don't have we don't have we're not able to match up. We don't even have a like Alex Larusso's our starting four. Yeah. Um. So that scares me. So it's it's those two teams. Um. I don't know those Knicks, man. John Wall. Oof. <laughs> okay. No, I got Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> yes. The, the Knicks who... went. See, I was worried that the Bulls would be. You know, the Knicks surprised people last year as the four or five seed. Hawks did the same, um, but Hawks were actually the team that went on to make a run. Knicks have come back down to earth. Your guy's old buddy Tom Thibodeau, right? Defense. I'm going to sit Kemba Walker. Um, that's been a disaster, but. I, I could put you That's guys in the middle of the pack, but I know you guys want to feel like you should belong in the Nets Bucks. We belong. Yeah, we belong. That's why hey, you're there us. in the standings. I see us as more of like a three to five seed end of yeah, the season, great. which is why I'm like, you know, Bucks Nets. I don't want to see them, but honestly, I don't know. The three to five, three to six is a toss up. I mean, the, the Heat, sure. Totally. Right now, the Cavs are somehow in there. Um, the Celtics will come back, but otherwise, I just, I, yeah, that, I'm that will to range think in my head who would guard Giannis on the Bulls and like <laughs> it would have to Caruso. be DeRozan, like, and then a double team, yeah, like, like I don't know, if, just put Caruso on him. And but you guys, would, yeah, he leave the works Patrick Williams, or, yeah, yeah or around Chicago. Around Chicago, it's insane. There are more Caruso like billboards and posters than any other player. Like I have not seen any DeRozan stuff. It's My buddy got a jersey. Caruso. I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's like when Scalabrini was on the Bulls, right? You, yeah. Everyone, you know, yeah. 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 But it's, it's, in your guys' eyes, it's a successful season. I mean, you went from out of it to hey, you're competing at the top of the division this year, and see what you can do in the playoffs, and then build off of it in the future. Yeah. They're actually fun to watch. Like it doesn't matter who yeah, you play, right. who they play anymore, because it's actually a fun team to watch. That's yeah. that's what's been nice. Arturis for GM of the year. <laughs> okay. Yes. I uh, we're gonna unfortunately end with some not fun news because we got to talk the Chicago Hawks. I assume that you guys are all Blackhawks fans. Um, yep. Tough year, but I want to get your reaction on how did how did you go through that moral conundrum as fans when you saw all the shit that went on behind the scenes during the title dynasty i'll go first uh you guys can rift off what i say so i think that what needed to happen happened and as far as people in the organization that knew about it were let go anyone connected with it in the organization uh there are repercussions yeah um i think i think from that standpoint everything that should have happened happened when you get to the players, it, to me, it gets difficult because there were players that knew, but mm-hmm. to that extent, there were players on other teams that also knew the, what was going on. And so I think how that was handled is fine. I know they just reached a settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. As an organization, I think it's terrible how it was handled. 
Um, and it's the past regime. I mean, you still want to be able to root for your team. You want to separate the, yeah. you know, shit. You want right. to be able to root for your heroes, right? It's the don't find out who your tr- heroes truly are. Like Joel Quenville. I mean, like he, that was hard. Yeah, famer, and now he's disgraced from the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, again, I know some people were calling for like, oh, you know, take away their Stanley Cup and all that. No. But like, I don't know. That's a tough. That's a that's a that's not my decision. That's a tough conversation because it's not like it really. And that's one of those where we vacate. I mean, totally different circumstances, but like vacating the Astros World Series, we still know they won the Astros, even though they're a bunch of cheaters. And this is a bunch of different. But it's like, yeah, hey, there was a lapse of judgment here at some serious administrative mm-hmm. levels. But, you know, they still won the title. We're going to remember that. Yeah. yeah. And the, the whole, like, case in my mind, I still don't fully understand. Um, it's one of the weirdest things I think I've ever heard of as far <laughs> as how that all goes. It's um, wild how late it came out, too. Yeah. Right. Well, to me, it's like you, they won the Stanley Cup, and then they're like, you know what? I guess we got away with it for a little. Let's just suppress it forever. Like, yeah, that's that is, like that's, that's where I'm that, like. They were yeah. just like, well, let's not do anything about it. And this guy went yeah. on to have another yeah. job where he freaked. That's in. what's crazier, though. Yeah, yeah, they should have at least not recommended him. I don't right. You know what? Good, good for Kyle for coming forward and yeah. you know doing all that. that that's all. That's in different thing. time, and it's right. It's like and yeah. hockey is yeah. super interesting too because it's just like, hey, you got to be tough. It's like this tough culture. You know, you got to do all this um yeah so now you guys are just in rebuild mode right and hoping you can refresh get a new group and when we it. got flurry so i think we're going for it so. <laughs> right exactly I, yeah no kidding i will say to that extent we so with it was a terrible thing but mm-hmm. uh i think it got some people out that needed to get out and then colleton was kind of just like collateral damage our old yeah. head coach he was he was god awful um the new head coach that came in Derek king has actually been pretty good yeah i think it we're in a weird spot where we have you know you have kane and tave still but we're we also we grabbed seth jones who's in his prime right now so and we have a lot of young pieces so we're in a spot where it's like curious to see what they do in the next couple years the team's kind of they're they've rallied um they're still you know i think they're like 10 and 15 but with the pieces we have, I'm curious to see what kind of moves we make yeah, this year, next year, see what right. direction we go. Yep, definitely. Chicago Sports with the Fellows will get you out of here with this. It is the Dink and Dunk podcast through highbrow, lowbrow. Uh, Roundtable, Super Bowl predictions. The winner lifting the Lombardi this year is who? Dude, I have, well, I, the I Bears didn't, aren't mathematically out yet. <laughs> this, this might be an elimination week. Um, for them, yeah. yeah. Um, Super Bowl prediction. I'm going to go. Bears. I, I, and I honestly think he's going to say the freaking. No, I think that, I think the Chiefs are like, I think they're figuring it out here. A defense. That's what's And sucks. defense is looking good. Like Mahomes really, they haven't like put together like the, the Chiefs games we're used to. So it, and I think they're still capable of it. So once they do that, like, who's going to stop them? Yeah. Agreed. Me? Okay. Yeah. I got two for you. Love it. One of them uh, is just going to be chalk, and I'm gonna we're going to stick with the Rams. Mm. Um, is that chalk? I don't they think look, they look I mean, good. Yes, or two days they ago. Had some, they have some COVID outbreak that might put. Yeah. Look, I and think they the still Rams, won. Yeah, they split yeah. it with the Cardinals. I think yeah. the Rams have had maybe like one or two games that – I think it was a Titans, right? That's one throwaway. I think maybe another one. They look 
They do. I mean, dude, even Sony Michelle step in it. Like you have two yeah. solid running backs. that will come in you OBJ. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Three Robert Wood, no Robert Woods. No problem. Okay. Um, give me them. And yeah. for a sleeper pick, I, you know what, man, the, the new England Patriots, dude. Uh, Patriots bucks. The number what, one seed in the AFC is a sleeper pick. With, uh, yeah, and <laughs> I guarantee if you. I mean, to, rookie quarterback too. Yeah. Rookie yeah. quarterback. Yeah. It's not going to be a sexy choice. I mean, they did it with Brady though. Yeah, rookie. Yes, yeah. there. I mean, and I'm, I'm not betting on the quarterback. I'm betting on Belichick, who seems to just yeah. know every single team nowadays. So, and if they get the yeah. one seed and it goes through New England, yeah, crazy. Let's wrap us up. I'm going to say Chargers. Okay. Mm. Yeah, you guys will just sign off. Jay Herb Chargers, <laughs> huh? Dude, they're explosive just like the Rams. When their offense yeah. is going, it's going. But That's they are pretty up and down. And they'll have to get to the, obviously the Chiefs there. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was home field say, advantage would mean or a, a home game for them in the playoffs would mean absolutely nothing. It will be bleeding <laughs> red. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, you guys ready to cream Thursday night football? We got Chiefs, Chargers round two. Oh, yeah. So oh, that's gonna be yeah. an extra pair of pants, man. Um, yeah. correct. Well, uh, my pick, I'll go with some actual chalk. I'm going Bucks. I think they're gonna get the one seed. Um, you know, they did it last year, even on the road. Packers are playing really well. And he's um, running. Yeah. And he's running, right? With his spikes up. Uh, what's yeah. going on with that? <laughs> but he's uh, I think they've got the easiest schedule. The, and we've made fun of the Falcons. That division is probably the worst outside of the NFC South and the AFC South, just both, you know, sewage. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks are they're gonna be in there. Hard to doubt Brady. Yeah, um, absolutely. Good looks. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the insight. It's good to come on. Yeah, thanks for having us, sir. Always a pleasure, Dylan. All right, it's our weekly hitter here with Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. Follow his stuff, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. He's got the weekly fantasy football show, our Lucky Bets podcast, as we break down the lines in NFL. We like to talk fantasy football news and notes here, give it a little DFS, but of course, it's UFC as well. We watch some crazy stuff. Amanda Nunez, the lioness, goes down, and Oliveira rolls uh, both submission finishes there as uh, Dustin Poirier went down to the champ. Can, can we get clips of me last week saying Oliveira saying Pena had a chance, even go down to Sugar Sean, Kyle yes. Tom Cruise to a to a tie of Vasa tie. We were locked I mean, in. You were locked in. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at Oliveira. It, that one was pretty easy. I mean, yeah. you didn't expect Dustin to go out and do much. Uh, it, I love Dustin, but three. I was all over it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pena, you know, it, it was the a huge upset. Betting wise, it wasn't like the biggest of upsets, yeah. but just in terms of there's no way this person's losing and they go out and somebody upsets them. I mean, yeah. one of the biggest of all time, in my opinion. And, and I said, and, yeah, you know, he said, watch out. I mean, yeah. it was as close to Rousey, like, holy crap, someone. But she, God, Nunez just got dominated. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Did she get, was she finally like, geez, I'm fighting a person every two months and I'm just raking them. And then all of a sudden you get clipped. I mean, if you look at, you know, the first round, it looked like Amanda Nunez or just yeah, kind of right. picking her apart a bit. That second round, she just looked off. But I think it's because Juliana's was in her face starting mm -hmm. to punch her and she's like holy fuck somebody actually can punch me in the face yeah and then she kind of just lost her composure and 
Pena capitalized. I mean, she got that rear naked choke. It wasn't even really a rear naked choke. It was more like a face crank almost because it wasn't under the chin. And she went out and got her. And I I love the nod to uh, the Diaz brothers. I'm not surprised, motherfucker, afterwards. (laughs) So I, I, I love it. Yeah, and I was out. I, I like rooting for both guys, Oliver and Poirier, just two stand-up dudes. And I, I think Dustin really put a nail on the head when he said, "Like this dude is fearless on a win streak. Now he's coming in with the belt. He's validated, and he just—I mean, God—he went out there and it was—it was a clinic. It was incredible. It was a great fight. Um, what the hell is McGregor doing? I mean, I get it. Of course, yeah. Hey, I, so when am I fighting Oliveira? Yeah, when are you going to get killed in 15 seconds? You're the ranked number nine fighter. Miss me with that. Uh, who would you like to see? I think you got to put Gaethje in there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I expected to be the next up, was whoever won Gaethje versus uh, Chandler. Mm-hmm. Gaethje went out, got the job done. That that should be the fight. Uh, oh. We'll see what the UFC, what Dana does, but... I really hope they don't just go, oh, yeah, let's make a huge gate or huge money fight with McGregor and it lasts, you know, 30 seconds. I, I really hope it is Gaethje. I, yeah. I think that would be the fight to see. And that's what I would be excited to see. That would be an absolute banger. With Juliana Pena, is the rematch pretty much set for that? Nunez is going to get a chance to reclaim it. I mean, you would you would think so, but maybe she gets depends. one chance to defend her belt, and then Nunez yeah. will come in. Yeah, yeah, and, or you know, maybe Nunez just is like, look, I, I'm the champion of another division. I'll just focus on that, and you know, may she might take it like Ronda Rousey did and be like, I don't really want to fucking fight the person who beat me again. Yeah, miss me with that. So who who knows? I imagine there will be a rematch, uh, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. All right, shifting to fantasy football here. Uh, I think the real headline is just how many cues are next to players, Mm -hmm. quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. COVID's just running rampant through the world, through NFL locker rooms. Who is someone on your radar that you're like, okay, we need to pick this up? It's fantasy playoffs, too. It's like you're scrambling to try and uh, makeshift your roster. Who, who could we not rely on here due to injury late in the season? And who is someone that could step up due to injuries? Well, I mean, if you look at who who's really on this list of people out, you got Josh Allen with his toe. He was limited. Jalen Hurts with his ankle. He was limited. Uh, Lamar did not practice yesterday uh, with his ankle and Aaron Rodgers didn't practice either with his toe injury. Uh, Rodgers, I don't think you got to worry about it. He's been dealing with that toe. They're probably just, you know, take some, take some time, just chill, Aaron, yeah. you'll be fine. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Lamar, though, even healthy, I don't know how much you can trust them going into these fantasy playoffs. Neither one's been playing all that great uh, over the past few weeks. And I'm pretty sure if I look back to, you know, the Thursday show, uh, it's, they're both guys that are cooling down that I don't, I don't trust. If you look at quarterbacks, Tua, uh, he's somebody I would pivot to. Uh, Taysom Hill even is yeah. somebody I would pivot to. I mean, those two guys I would trust more than uh, Hertz and Lamar uh, in that area. You look at the running back position, you got Austin Eckler. He's probable, probably going to play tonight, so not a big deal uh, with an ankle injury. Fournette, an ankle injury, didn't practice. Eli Mitchell, concussion, knee all sorts of things didn't practice either. Uh, 
you know, a guy you kind of talked about, Devontae Freeman. He's somebody that you could look at that he may not, you know, be a boom player, but if you can get you 15, that's, you know, you're going to need some sort of consistent points if you're going to move yourself through the fantasy playoffs. He's been unfortunately too much of a staple in my lineup lately, Devonta Freeman. It's just like, yeah, we're running rampant. Uh, I've got a direct question correlating to, I think, two of my fantasy lineups here is I've got Allen and Hertz. Which way am I going this week? Um, I, I think Josh Allen is going to be fine, so I think you can still roll him out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would completely pivot away from Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, uh like I said, uh, Tua is probably not available, but he may be. Uh, Taysom, I doubt, is available, but those are two guys. And even, you know, if, uh, say, Baker doesn't play this week, yeah, go take a chance on Case Keenum. I mean, yeah. we watched him in his one game uh, where he started, and he did pretty all right. You know, it wasn't anything to write home about, but – Again, you need some sort of consistency. You don't need a dud of less than 10 points. You need somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 to stay afloat at that position. So he, he's somebody else I think you could go ahead and try. We've brought up to uh, – I'm seeing his name pop up everywhere. People are expecting a top-five performance from him this week at the position. Is it just the Jets? I mean, two has been looking improved, too, during this incredible Dolphins win streak, which has brought them from – Number one pick, Brian Flores fired to in the hunt, of course. Um, Is it just the Jets or is Tua? Because Tua is still kind of like hitting 15 fantasy points here because he might throw an interception. He's a high completion percentage, not necessarily throw it down the field, but people expecting a big boom week from him against the New York football Jets. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's in flux a bit, but it definitely helps that uh, the Jets are the opponent. I mean, that's what's giving him the biggest push. I've I've been on him for the past few weeks. You know, you got a team that's won five in a row now. They're playing well. Uh, he's got somebody in Jalen Waddle who is also questionable this week. But Devontae Parker, you still have Mike Gesicki in there, even though he hasn't been playing all that well. Um, if Gaskin's in, you know, there's there's a lot of different weapons for this offense that he can do it with his feet. And he's not he's not completely incapable through the air. And going up against the Jets is just a great matchup as well. Scumbag, loser, fake uh, head coach Urban Meyer is finally out in Jacksonville. He's kicking his kicker, saying, I'm the head ball coach. No one even says that in the NFL. Uh, he's a loser. He's going to be out of football for a couple of years until uh, Fox NFL Sunday or Fox uh, Big Nude Sunday adds another chair to the crowded desk of white guys. Um but my question is, now that the cancer's out of the locker room, what do we expect from any of these options? Like, is Lawrence going to improve? Is James Robinson all of a sudden going to have, like, five touchdowns this weekend? What, what's going on? Uh, I think at best we can expect more out of James Robinson. Uh, I don't know what his vendetta was against the best player on that offense. But uh, I think we can expect more out of him. Uh, Lawrence, we're just going to have to see. You know, Ooh. he's been really just – underwhelming as the number one pick yes he went to not a great team a team that offensively they just can't move the ball but that that's got to do a little bit with the play calling and how they're running that offense um if you let Lawrence go out and be Trevor Lawrence and yeah play kind of the way that he knows how to play 
and get James Robinson involved, I think they're a little bit better of a team than they've showed this past, you know, season. Who the hell is he even throw? Like, is Marvin Jones who finally, like, he gets into a verbal, you know, altercation with Urban Meyer? Like, is he the guy? You got James O'Shaughnessy who kind of sounds like a waiter at an Irish pub, but, you know, who's going to get the receptions? I mean, honestly, a guy that should be getting more, uh, I, I don't know, recognition Action. is sure. LaVisca Chenault. Right. He, he's definitely fallen by the wayside. Uh, for most of the season, just because this offense is weird. They're just kind of all over the place. He's a really talented guy and somebody that going forward, he's a good young talent that should make something happen. Who are some appetizing names that you see uh, really taking advantage of a weak playoff schedule here now that fantasy playoffs are upon us? That's that's a great question. I talked about it on my show on Thursday. Excuse my dog drinking all this water over there. <laughs> but uh, some guys that have decent playoff schedules, you look at Tua. He's got a decent playoff schedule. Uh, the Jets, then the Saints than the titans uh jets are 24th against quarterbacks as are uh new orleans they're tied there tennessee's 26th against quarterbacks so a really good playoff schedule for him uh you look at javante williams or melvin gordon either or uh they got cincinnati who's 22nd against running backs vegas who's 30th the chargers who are 28th both of those guys i lean more javante obviously he's more talented but that's a great playoff schedule there uh, and then you got Deontay Johnson, who's a target stud. Yeah. Uh, he's got one tough game against Kansas City, who's seventh, and that would be your fantasy semifinals or whatever. Okay. But this first week, Tennessee, who's 31st against receivers, and then Cleveland, who's, you know, a decent defense, but mostly because they rush the quarterback a lot, not, not so hot against fantasy receivers. And Johnson, again, is going to get – 10 to 15 targets per game so right so load up uh we're gonna have to deal with covid here presumably over the next couple of weeks hopefully not months uh and so keep an eye out on that waiver wire and make sure that you can kind of mix and match your fantasy lineups to uh riding to gold i think i had six teams uh at four made the playoffs i think maybe one or two teams are like teams i'm confident about you had some success in some leagues ricky yeah, yeah, I had a. I'm the number two seed in one league, sitting at ten and four. Uh, pretty, pretty good lineup. Gonna have to deal with COVID stuff, but yeah, I got the bye week, so don't have to worry about it this week. Uh, scored the second most points in another league and still finished uh, tied for last. So a little salty about that, but you know, tough schedule. What it is, you got to win games, and I, I just didn't do that. So you sound like coach speak there. Got to win games. Next man up. We'll get them next year. Uh, check out the Lucky Bets podcast where we talk some DFS value plays. We usually get that th uh, here, but we'll leave that to your podcast as well, which comes out on Friday. You'll catch this here a little bit Thursday evening for your pleasure. Friday, Saturday, whenever you can get to it. Of course, the games uh, mostly on Sunday, but we do have the NFL Saturday games, a two-game slate, and of course, Chiefs um chargers tonight you like that game who should we look at we were kind of talking to your podcast we think herbert and mahomes are going to go off mike williams a little bit banged up who are some fantasy studs we might see tonight uh should have keenan allen back so that's obviously going to be the connection there that herbert and him have uh 
Austin Eckler is probable to play the game. I think, you know, even a little banged up, he's Austin Eckler. He's one of the top backs in the league. He should have a great game. Now about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I've not been high on him. Uh, I thought they should have just stayed with Daryl Williams, but he's come yeah. back. He's made some plays and he he had a decent game the first time they played uh, the Chargers. He had a really good game last week. So he's somebody else. Go out and make sure he's uh, sitting in your lineup as well. The Chiefs, ever since Stephen A. said they were done, here they are. Uh, as we're accustomed to, great stuff as always with our guy, Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. Give him a follow, check him out, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Appreciate it, my man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. See you later.